Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 10th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Saturday, we were not live. Sometimes we've just got to take a break. But hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. And uh, let's see. We flipped around a couple of things last week. Thursday, we had on Chris Carlson for two hours, an incredible breakdown of what happened January the 6th. Revolver.News doing a phenomenal job of that, and we broke down that for two hours in a special broadcast. Brian Russ was graceful, or I'm sorry, gracious enough to uh, swap days with us. And so on Friday, we had Brian Russ, RussCoinandGift.com. Over the past 50 years, Russ Coin and Gift has do, been doing a great job helping people understand precious metals. And we had the Honest Money Report. We talked about gold and silver where the economy's looking. We talked about the presidential election in Arizona, Maricopa County, the largest county in the battleground state. They claim that it was secure and not rigged. Um, <laughs> the bottom line is they had a 93-page report come out on this. The more they uh, tell the tale, the more I don't trust them, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's no, never any problem with election fraud, never any problem with anything except for, hey, why don't we vote locally with ballots then, paper ballots in precincts? Why have they skipped all that? Why are we into mail-in balloting and everything else where nobody can see what happens? Nobody can have custody of the ballots. Nobody can have control. It's all computerized, and nobody can really double down and find out the truth. Somehow this third party researched it for months, came back with their tail between their legs, uh, dismissed everything, and now we're supposed to trust it. I trust it even less than before they started the, quote, so-called third-party edit. What a shame that is. I believe there was election fraud big time. We also talked about Bitcoin and Ethereum, both digital currencies or cryptocurrencies, if you will. They're all losing value amid investor uncertainty. Uh, that's the motley fool with that piece. Amen to the uncertainty to the, quote, digital currencies. They're nothing but fiat currencies as well, folks. What happened to cryptocurrency, Bitcoin prices, etc. top Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies tumbling, fell heavily last Wednesday, they say, as a broad NASDAQ sell-off continued to run through its second straight day and then on to a third. Why? Because the Federal Reserve might raise interest rates and shut off the spigot to the economy. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Uh, I thought that these um, digital currencies, these cryptocurrencies were supposed to, you know, be outside of the Federal Reserve purview. But when the, when the Federal Reserve pours gasoline on the bonfire, 
And then they say they're going to shut out the spigots of easy money for the economy and raise interest rates, etc. <laughs> they say as many as eight separate times over the next three years. That's frightening investors away from what they call riskier assets such as cryptocurrencies. Why? Anyway, there you have it. We also talked about what to know about Florona. They say people are getting the cocoa, the coronavirus, and the flu at the same time now. They're calling it Florona. Illness just everywhere. No answers in sight. The more the vaccination, it seems like the greater the infection. But, of course, I bring that up and people say you're a conspiracy theorist. Nevertheless, why are the states with the greatest vaccinations just having cases go through the roof? But then they double down and tell you that it's safe and effective. They lie as the, as the vaccines continue to be nothing more than experimental. We also then, our second hour, we're with Dr. Scott Bradley. To preserve the nation, his website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Uh, we talked about Brightian Radio today. Yeah, they launched their free speech audio streaming radio network. Brightianradio.com. They call it audio streaming for humanity. Amen to that. Welcome. We're grateful to have them as part of our radio listening audience as well. Brighteonradio.com. As you know, we do a TV show with Brighteon on Tuesdays called The Sheriff Mac Show. Second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live simulcast. But now they're taking the second hour of our radio program Monday through Friday. We'd like to thank Bob Denny and all the crew over there doing a phenomenal job. Mike Adams. Uh, and, and all of them, thank you so much. By the way, if you go to brighteonradio.com, you can see the schedule, the incredible lineup of talk hosts and a whole lot more. Spread the word, tell the tale, because they're just getting started. Taking on the mainstream press like never before, and good for them for doing it. We're grateful they're friends and partners uh, in spreading the tale of liberty. What an incredible opportunity brighteonradio.com is. Spread the word, and we welcome them as they kick off today. We mentioned it last week a little bit, too, um, because they got their talented engineers in and they got everything up early. So we were able to announce it early. But the real kickoff date is today, right now. Congratulations to them, and thank you to everyone. Um, get a hold of the Bright Young Radio team and thank them for us. Well, you just say, hey, man, thanks for carrying Liberty Roundtable live. Thank you for all you do. And, you know, they could use it. All right, we also talked about Dr. Malone and Dr. Anthony Fauci. They had to have a live town hall meeting, ladies and gentlemen. They should put all the facts on the table and let the American people ask questions. But Fauci would never in a million, year, in a million years have a uh, debate with Dr. Joseph Mercola and never talk to Dr. Malone either. Even Ben Carson could jump into the debate against Fauci. But you know what? Ask yourself, why wouldn't they have an open debate? Why wouldn't Fauci debate Malone? Why wouldn't Fauci... Uh, debate Joseph McCullough. Why wouldn't Fauci debate Ben Carson or some of these experts who are standing up? Because Fauci doesn't have a leg to stand on, and he knows it. Book to Preserve the Nation by Dr. Scott Bradley, dedicated to restoring the founding principles of the United States Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. Great book to preserve the nation, available at freedomrisingsun.com. To preserve the nation, ladies and gentlemen, just so we're clear on this, is a call to action. Yep, the statesmen, ladies and gentlemen, like you and I, of the caliber of the American founding fathers must be raised up. The timeless wisdom that established the United States must, again, be vigorously applied. The foundational principles must be learned, understood, and embraced. The results will be as they were in the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. 
America may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. It is the intention of this lecture series, Preserve the Nation, to begin that restoration. That's Dr. Scott Bradley doing a phenomenal job. We also talked about to preserve the nation. We talked about chapter slash lecture 11 of education and freedom. Great news, ladies and gentlemen. Teachers Union keeps thousands of students home from government schools as they close the schools and have a battle. We're just saying, hey, the less government indoctrination, right? Jimmy Carter warns that America and its, quote, democracy is at risk as the nation teeters on a brink of widening abyss. The 39th president says that partisanship threatens the collapse, the security of our society, our democracy with breathtaking speed. USA Today, a dagger at the throat of democracy, says Joe Biden. American democracy is at stake. Democracy was attacked, simply attacked. The will of the people was under assault. Our Constitution faced the gravest of threats. They're all talking about January the 6th. But, ladies and gentlemen, let me just ask you a simple question. How can our democracy be threatened if we don't have a democracy? That's right. We don't even have a democratic republic, ladies and gentlemen. We have a constitutional republic. We don't have a democracy. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. How can we have a democracy in peril or a threat to our democracy if we don't even have one. Yeah, can't do it, Sam. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Some say that it's nothing but semantics. I submit to you that, no, it's critical. It's a whole fundamental understanding of the proper role of government at stake when we lie and suggest that we're a democracy. Now, I personally would go so far as to say if a president literally runs around saying we have a democracy after he swore an oath to a constitutional republic, he ought to be arrested and thrown out of office, impeached over that. Now, some would say that's a little too harsh. But what I'm saying is you cannot peddle. If he thinks we have a democracy, he swore an oath to something he doesn't even understand. How can he ever uphold it? Yeah, that's a great question, Sam. Makes no sense to me. All right, there you have it. We're trying to just secure the vote, ladies and gentlemen, so that our constitutional republic can continue. SecureVoteUtah.org, and Lowell has an incredible report update uh, per some events this weekend, right, Lowell? We sure did, Sam. We kicked off our petition drive this weekend. You know, I don't know that uh, everybody knows the history on this, but six or eight months ago, uh, Lou Moore invited me to lunch, and among other things, we discussed election integrity or the lack thereof and what ought to be done to restore it. So we decided upon this initiative because we did not believe that the Utah legislature would be inclined to change the way elections in the state are handled after having mandated this vote by mail just a year or two earlier. So here in Utah, the people of the state can put a proposed law on the ballot if 8% of registered voters in 26 of 29 counties affix their signatures on a petition that accompanies a copy of the proposed law. And so Lou and several others drafted this proposed law over the summer and autumn months, uh, which was a huge task. Their work product... Hang tight. We'll work on it more in seconds with Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org on your radio. 
The runner on third takes a short lead. Elwood glances over. Now back to the plate. He sets the pitch. It's swung on strike three. They've won it. They have won it. World champions. Jim, what's it like down on the field? John, it's a madhouse down here. I'm, I'm trying to get to Bob Elwood, the winning pitcher. Bob, Bob. How does it feel, winning the seventh game on a strikeout? Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd be looking for a slider, so I came on with my fastball. World champions, is this the greatest moment of your life? Absolutely not. Jim, the best moments for me are breakfast with the kids, long walks with my wife, just holding her hand, you know? Marriage, you're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jim, when was the last time you held your wife's hand? Well, it's, it's, it's been a while. I tell you, you need to step up to the plate, Jim. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. Campaignforliberty.org RonPaulInstitute.org the Utah State Director with me, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty. Secure the Vote Act, Utah. It's the act of 2022. We hope you get one in your state as well. It's a, peti a petition, a progress report, an effort to put on the ballot a way to return to honest balloting. We're talking about precincts, paper ballots, your neighbors, accountability, securevoteutah.org. That's where you can learn about what we're doing in Utah. Lowell, you were continuing with your report, sir. Yes, thank you, Sam. Essentially, we are proposing the use of a paper ballot cast on election day in person and counted by your neighbors, volunteers in your precinct and reported to the county clerk or the city recorder, as the case may be, just as it was done 50 years ago right here in Utah. I, I've... I've been you know a voter in that system i've been a poll watcher in that system i know that system works it's it's kind of like amish uh i love the the, the, the catchphrase sam and i i hope we have uh people here listening who are familiar with the amish way of voting because they use all paper no computers that's basically what we want to do we want to vote amish <laughs> go amish uh, no no computers and all paper now, of course, we provide for absentee ballots for anyone who cannot cast his vote in person, but we eliminate computers, we eliminate the uh, electronic counting machines, we eliminate vast, uh, or mass voting by mail, we eliminate the centralization of the voting and counting processes, 
we make it so the common citizen can watch the ballots being counted uh, again the way it used to be and with that Sam the most important aspect of that is that our confidence in the veracity of an election skyrockets it goes way up because no longer are there allegations of fraud no longer there are allegations of hacking uh, no longer are we in doubt as to the, the, the honesty the transparency of an election because we actually see the process in each precinct of our state one by one there's over 2,000 precincts in our state of Utah and it's just it's 1,200 or fewer registered voters in a precinct and so that's limited and every precinct conducts its own election essentially even absentee ballots are and if transported. You have 600, I'm sorry if you have 1,200 on average or less voters in a precinct ladies and gentlemen you could have six vote counters each mm -hmm. vote counter all they would have is 200 votes to count approximately mm -hmm. okay and you could have vote watchers from both sides of the aisle you could have some kind of um, official law enforcement peace officer official uh, and notaries that could c confirm uh, and document validate notarize the vote from every precinct uh, this would be very easy to do and you wouldn't be waiting days for nebulous vote counting you wouldn't be debating about all these computer mishaps or confusions or uh, you wouldn't have this lack of transparency that is creating so many problems. Not is it lack of transparency that loses our trust, but it's this, well, we don't know for a couple of days what the real answers are kind of stuff. You would know because you'd say, hey, there's six guys counting. Each person has 200 votes to count about. I mean, you'd literally get that done in an hour, an hour and a half or something like that, lol. You could even count it twice and maybe be done in two hours or something. This isn't that difficult. It's because we've gone away from what works that we really have the problem. Lowell? That's, that's right. And it, we, it used to be just telephoned in to the county clerk the results. Every precinct, uh, the, 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 the election judge in each precinct, would that very evening, you know, the polls closed at 8, 8 p.m., they would count the ballots. And by 9 or 9.30, they would phone the county clerk with the results and also tell all their neighbors what the results were. And so by the 10 o'clock news, uh, most, of the, the most, most county clerks had all the results, and they had reported that to the news. And, and so you heard the results on the 10 o'clock news, and it was over. You know, I mean, very uh, prompt. And, 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 and I've watched this happen. It's actually not one person uh, of the six, you know, if you had six election judges, one person counting 200 votes. But what happens is that, you know, out of those 1,250 registered voters in the precinct, roughly half of them will vote. And so you got 600 votes to count, and you have three people counting the votes. you got one person handling the ballots, and you have two talliers who actually watch, and they are recording a tally mark beside the name of a candidate who gets the vote. And so the person handling the ballot mentions his name, the tallyer makes a mark, and when the tally reaches a multiple of five, meaning like Joe Schmo reaches 25 votes, then one tallyer will say Joe Schmo has received 25 votes, and the other tallyer will either agree or disagree. And of course, 99% of the time, the other tallyer will agree because they've been making their marks very accurately and very uh, slowly actually, uh, but, uh, but uh, uh, reliably. And so the talliers can watch the person handling the ballots, and so they can verify that the person handling the ballot actually uh, says the correct name 
of the person receiving the vote, and then the two tallyers cross-check each other because each one is keeping an independent tally of the votes being recorded. So this is so reliable, this system of counting the ballots, that confidence in the election results goes up. And Sam, the other point that many detractors of paper ballots say, well, you're 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 uh, you're disenfranchising people. You're trying to suppress the vote. Well, that's simply not true, Sam. Data studies show that when confidence in the election process increases, then voter turnout increases. It, in other words, if if I didn't think my vote counted, if I didn't think if I didn't have any confidence in the election process, I am not going to vote. That's what happens, Sam. In reality, but when you have a strict, tight process one that enables all people to participate who choose to and who want to, and they know that the process is secure, then voter turnout actually increases. That's an important point to make, Sam. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it fosters transparency. Transparency fosters trust. Trust and reliability, um, you know, imbibes confidence. Confidence and comfortability. People don't feel disenfranchised. Uh, people do agree with the process. They say, you know what, I, my candidate lost fair and square. I, I Look, I saw it with my own eyes. I, and so there's a lot of ways to really go back to the truth and to solve this problem. Uh, what I find fascinating is every time we want to return to paper ballots, every time we want to go to the precinct, we get incredible opposition. And you really got to ask the question of why that is, Lowell. Yeah, that's true. The fiscal note attached to this initiative was was way out of whack, in my opinion. They're they're, they're saying, oh, it's going to cost millions of dollars <laughs> to go back to a paper ballot, Sam. When you got neighbors volunteering to count, to volunteering to administer the election, it's going to cost millions, Sam. Oh, how can it cost me? millions? Com- hold on, how can it cost millions compared to sending a ballot through the mail to every voter, whether they use it or not, uh, going ahead and sending that? Uh, ballot after it's filled out by who knows whom uh, back so now we got two mail transitions one each direction and at least according to me it costs 50 cents plus to mail something right even exactly if you get a government right. discount or what else you know when you do that times every single voter uh let's just say it's a dollar let's say it's 50 cents and you got to send it to 1200 voters because you don't know who's going to vote or not you know you're talking about big money just for that mail that doesn't count in the computers that you got to buy that are incredibly expensive from these, quote, goons that develop the software. That's expensive as all get out, fixing the machines, et cetera, paying people to maintain the machines. And uh, you can't tell me that it's going to increase costs. They're absolutely lying on that point as well. That's right, Sam. And we ask for the rationale, you know, for the basis, the bases for their uh, estimates, for their cost estimates. They would not. Uh, they would not give them to us. We asked for them. They would not give them to us, saying that was classified or sensitive information. I just well, then laughed. sue them. <laughs> no, you we know, need to sue them, though. Every single <laughs> precinct needs to sue them. 2,000 precinct lawsuits need to sue them and say, you need to prove what you're saying. You're making dishonest assertions because there's no way it's impossible that it costs more money. Yep, yep. Well, I think we have a grandma request in the works there. That's the, you know, the, the equivalent of the uh, what do we call it on the national scale, where you where you can you know order now, the a local record. scale is a grandma request on the national scale. Let's say, uh, uh, oh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, a FOIA uh, request. A FOIA, that's right, FOIA. 
And but here in the state of Utah, it's called Grandma, so uh, request, and so that's that's what we're doing. We'll see what happens with that, Sam. But that would be pretty awesome if 2,000 precincts sued the state over this. But well, all I'm saying them- is the idea that they won't tell us, though. This is what I'm talking about—the resistance, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Look, if they're right and we're wrong, let's just transparently demonstrate the reality to the American people so they can see. Okay, why this secrecy? Why this cloak of immunity or pretending that they have, uh, you know, classified or what high-level information? Come on now. We've got to have transparency, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and their resistance and dishonesty about this is the problem. Why resist? Why do you say it costs this much, but we can't even tell you why? Something's rotten in Denmark. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson. CampaignForLiberty.org. SecureVoteUtah.org. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. After being removed from the mostly partisan January 6th commission by Democrat Nancy Pelosi, Representative Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, said Sunday he will not cooperate with the January 6th Select Committee. Representative Scott Perry, the Republican from Pennsylvania last month, called the committee illegitimate. Actor and comedian Bob Saget died Sunday. He was 65 years old. It's being reported Saget passed away in his hotel room at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando, Florida. Hotel security found Saget in his room. Cause of death is still yet to be determined. At least 19 people were killed, including nine children, when the city's deadliest fire in more than 30 years burned through a Bronx, New York apartment high-rise Sunday morning. The five-alarm blaze was blamed on a malfunctioning space heater. Fire Commissioner Dan Nigro. This fire began uh, in an apartment that spans two floors on the second and third floor of the building. USA Radio News. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, give me that expenses. For Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. We're a couple of accountants short. He needs whip smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, uh, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. The New York Post is reporting House Speaker Democrat Nancy Pelosi has raked in tens of millions of dollars with her knowledge of the stock market. So it's no surprise that she is also blocking bipartisan efforts to prevent members of Congress from engaging in such activity. Lawmakers inherently have insider information. Pelosi is not breaking any laws, though. In 2012, Congress themselves enacted the Stock Act, letting members of the House and Senate buy and sell stocks using privileged information as long as they reveal their trades within 45 days of buying them. 
The world's number one tennis player, Novak Djokovic, won his visa appeal against the Australian government on Monday. Australian federal court quashed the government's decision to cancel the Serbian tennis star's visa on Monday, ending his detention and appearing to clear a path for him to play in the Australian Open. The 34-year-old was fighting deportation and the cancellation of his visa over the country's very strict COVID-19 rules. New reports coming out of Australia. He has been rearrested. USA Radio News. I can't help but look around and feel like things are getting out of hand We've been told to trust the science, but the science just doesn't make sense They say it isn't mandatory, but they also say you jab at your job But if it doesn't stop the spread, it makes it feel like this is just a facade What about the healthcare workers? What about the frontline nurses? How quickly we forget that they were working 18 hours a day. What about informed consent? What about due diligence? It seems a country that I used to call home is surely slipping away. I can't help but look around and feel like minds are slowly starting to change. Cause even if you're triple vaccinated, know that segregation isn't the way. Freedom is a choice and it's available to all if we choose. But first things first, you gotta turn off the news. <laughs> yeah, what about the healthcare workers? What about the frontline nurses? How quickly we forget that they were working 18 hours a day. What about informed consent? What about due diligence? It seems the country that I used to call home is surely slipping away. Uh, if you're late to the party, there's plenty room at the table. This side don't discriminate. I'm calling on every single man, woman, child of the able. It's time to take the streets and liberate. But please don't be a part of the problem. Staying willfully ignorant, cause there's just way too much at stake. Yo, it's okay to change your mind. You can admit you were wrong, cause where there's perfect love, there ain't no shame. Heavenly Father, show me what I don't understand yet I got my marching orders, I don't fully know the plan yet Hold on to my Bible before bed, no it ain't banned yet Did you know the makers of the vaccine make the Xanax? I would never lean on corporations for morality Cause they put their profits over people for their salaries You know they wanna make you bend the knee for your normality I know you feeling all alone, but in reality There's way more of us than them Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, there's way more of us. There's way more of us than them. Than them, ladies and gentlemen. There's way more of us than them. Turn off the news. That's the incredible rap song, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really proud of that. I think that was well done. Really highlighting uh, our agency, our choice, our responsibility to research, to understand, uh, not to force just incredible, incredible uh, lyrics there uh, highlighting what's going on. guy's name is Matt Brevner. He's a Canadian rapper, and the song is called More of Us. Anyway, I commend him for that. I want to encourage all of you to secureVoteUtah.org. we got a lot of things we can do for the sacred cause of liberty. SecureVoteUtah.org. Check that out. Get involved. Make a difference. But on the cron... Now there's a new term. You heard of birthers and truthers and how they mock us. Now we're calling them the lockdowners, lol. 
<laughs> the lockdowners are on the rampage. Yeah, man, got them lockdowners running around. <laughs> well, you know, Ron Paul writes an excellent column every single week, and I just can't say enough about the wisdom that he uh, puts into each, each one of his columns. This one was posted at campaignforliberty.org, of course, as all of his columns are, but this one from last month, he's talking about the Omicron variant of the COVID virus, and he says this, the variant was first discovered in South Africa with U.S. and European media running, running endless scare stories. Authoritarian politicians used the manufactured fear to justify another attack on liberty. Europe shut down and became a virtual prison camp, end of quote. So basically in Austria, Germany, and elsewhere, citizens without vaccine passports became non-persons. And then he continues here, but here's something the media is not reporting about the Omicron outbreaks. They are taking place among the fully vaccinated. The vaccine is not working to prevent infection or transmission of the virus. Cases are raging in states with the highest vaccine levels. Yet the experts continue to maintain that the only thing that can stop the spread of Omicron is vaccines. Now, more people are catching on that this makes sense, he writes. And in continuing the quote, if vaccines don't stop the spread, how can vaccines stop the spread? Meanwhile, he writes, South America, with one of the lowest rates of vaccination, did I say South America? I meant South Africa, with one of the lowest rates of vaccination, has just announced that they are only seeing a tiny fraction of hospitalizations with Omicron compared to previous variants. South Africa's COVID response authority has written to the health minister recommending an end to containment efforts, contact tracing, and quarantines. Unvaccinated, and so here's the bottom line kicker of this column, unvaccinated South Africa is ending COVID restrictions, while the hyper-vaccinated North, meaning up in Europe, is locking down. Something doesn't add up, end of quote. Sam, that is... Ladies and gentlemen, people are realizing this makes no sense, okay? People are realizing the vaccines aren't working to prevent infection, and they're also not infecting or preventing transmission either. I know some personal dear uh, friends and family members and things where literally the vaccinated, fully vaccinated, even boosted, have given non-vaccinated people the COVID. And then the non-vaccinated people are getting sick, Uh, And what happens is they take test after test that comes back negative, only to take a fourth or fifth test that comes back positive. What I find fascinating now in this debate is why do we, when we get a negative test uh, three or four or five times, then we get a positive test. Why do we think it's positive? Well, because we're sick, Sam. Well, you were sick when you had three negatives too, right? Well, yeah. Or you were not sick. You were asymptomatic when you had three negatives and a positive. But now you believe you're sick, right? At some point, we seem to trust the tests. It's all bogus. The tests don't work. The vaccines don't work. All of it is a big, absolute lie because they have an agenda, ladies and gentlemen. The vaccine is not working to prevent infection and or transmission. Thank heavens people are catching on, says Ron Paul. Now, in a basketball game, You say, oh, my gosh, he's on a tear. He got back-to-back threes. And the second three was a buzzer beater, too. It was incredible. Well, Ron Paul 
It is Columns has back-to-back threes, Lowell. <laughs> That's right. In a column that he posted last week at CampaignForLiberty.org, he writes, quote, For those of us who value liberty, these past two years have been a bad dream. It seems like we fell asleep in early 2020 and woke up in 1984. They said that if we just put on a mask and stayed home for a couple weeks, we'd be able to return to normal. The two weeks came and went, and instead of going back to normal, they added more restrictions. (laughs) They moved the goalposts repeatedly, in other words, is what he's saying. Two years ago, Dr. Paul warned us that the ultimate goal of the two weeks cabal you know, the people who were preaching just, just, two, just two weeks, uh, was to force vaccines and vaccine port passports on Americans. That's what Dr. Paul was warning us about two years ago. And, of course, not very many people paid any attention because they call them a conspiracy theorist and so forth. But look at us today. We now have conspiracy facts. Paul now writes in the column last week, the idea that you must show your papers to participate in society is a concept that is totally opposed to a free society. It is inhuman, end of quote. So then Dr. Paul addresses agency. And this is a marvelous column, Sam, for a lot of reasons. But he, right in the smack in the middle of his column, he talks about agency, which in my, in my, my view is a gift that is almost as precious as the gift of life itself, Sam. Agency, right? We get life and then God gave us agency, the ability to make our own decisions. Uh, He writes this, quote, The history of these two past years is that the worst ideas have been adopted by force, and anyone questioning those ideas has been suppressed by force. Thousands of people died because Fauci refused to consider the proven effectiveness of natural immunity against COVID. He and his colleagues were determined to deny any outpatient treatments and insisted on vaccines as the only way out. Now, as we see the vaccines performing so poorly versus natural immunity, their whole strategy lies in tatters. Will anyone apologize to the relatives of all those who died? End of quote. Well, he finishes calling out this way, Sam. What is to be done to defeat tyranny in 2022? We must continue to tell the truth. The truth is winning, and the liars are losing. One by one, their lies are being exposed, but it is not an easy task. Each of us in 2022 can do a little something to promote truth. Do what you can. The rewards are great. End of quote. Sam? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I call it back-to-back threes when it comes to articles by Ron Paul doing a phenomenal job, to say the least. The vaccine is not working to prevent infection or transmission. The good news is Americans are waking up to this reality. Most Americans are realizing that makes no sense right now, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta take back our liberty in 2022, realizing there's more of us than there are of them, turning off the news and telling the truth, telling the truth, telling the truth is the answer. Lowell Nelson in seconds on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, with us. What is to be done to defeat tyranny in 2022? Answer, ladies and gentlemen, number one, turn off the propaganda news from the mainstream press. Turn it off. Secondly, realize there's more of us by far than there are of them. And then we must continue to tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. The truth is winning and the liars are losing. One by one, their lies are being exposed, Lull. Absolutely right, Sam. And do let's continue to do what you have done for over 25 years, Sam, here on the air, and that is to tell the truth because... Uh, the truth is, is all we need to win. We just need more people listening to truth tellers, and uh, and 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 then their lies become exposed, and and they uh, they lose power, they lose influence. Once your lie is exposed, uh, you just don't have any influence anymore. Yeah, the credibility so, crisis is the reality, ladies and gentlemen. Now there is a CEO. His name is Scott Davison, and he's the CEO of. One America. One America is a life insurance company, ladies and gentlemen. He's a truth teller. He's standing up boldly, nobly, independently. And we're here to tell you what his truth telling is all about. Lowell? In a news conference just last week, he said that deaths are up 40% among working age people. Deaths. That's what he said. Deaths are up 40% among working age people this year. What is different now than before COVID? Well, I'll tell you. Before COVID, um, they have an average number of deaths every day in the United States, uh, 7,755, 7,755 deaths each day uh, in the United States. That's the average. And see, now insurance companies, they keep very close track of this, Sam. The reason they do so is the actuarial tables. Because they, uh, their, you know, their business depends on being able to bring in just a little bit more money than they pay out in death um, pre, uh, premiums, 
$1,000 policy or whatever for the person who dies. Yeah, they need to make sure that their benefits, mm-hmm. in other words, payouts and their premiums, which is income, hey, they've got to have a, a, a positive there or the company simply goes under. It's very clear that insurance is based on we're going to calculate the odds and mm-hmm. we're going to play the odds and make sure that the uh, organization stays afloat and can continue to provide stability because when the odds are taken by a group of people, uh, then they become uh, not not so bad. When they're taken individually, they become devastating. And so the goal is to create this financial stability reality, and they got to have these actuarial tables correct or they lose. They melt down, and they can't provide that stability. Uh, so because they're so invested in this, they keep these actual, actuarial tables, which let them really understand where we are. And so he's got his t- um, finger on the tip of this thing. Lowell? Yeah, and, and, and you're exactly right. And and because they know this, and now I haven't independently verified this, but here's a CEO of a, an insurance company warning. This is basically an association of, of uh, insurance company leaders. He's warning about this increase in the number of deaths. And he said if, if, we, if we aren't careful, it's going to put us under. And then the, the, company, the insurance companies are going to have to ask for a bailout. I mean, that's how serious this is. And so I, I just cite this, Sam, as additional evidence that the vaccine is causing the excess death. I mean, why? Because, see, the 2021 was the year of the virus, right? 20, I, I'm sorry, 2020 was the year of the virus. 21 was the year of the vaccine, okay? And this increase came last year in 21, not in 2020. And so in 21, we see this 40% increase in deaths. We're talking 3,100 more deaths each day, right? So, so before COVID, it was 7,755 deaths per day. A 41% increase is 3,100 more deaths each day. And you multiply 3,100 deaths per day by 30 days to get a monthly uh, excess death. That's 93,000 excess deaths each month in the United States of America. I mean, that's serious. And, and so you ask, well, what's causing it? Well, it's, you know, it's got to be the vaccine because that's the only thing that changed between 21 and 20. Was and the let's vaccine. be very clear. Give the numbers of the age group he said are dying. Oh, age is 18 to 65. That's the All right. Now, the age ages group. 18 to 65, ladies and gentlemen, in 2020 were not really dying from the COVID. It was more above 65. Now you got this younger age group dying as well, which points to something else. So there's mm-hmm. there's more evidence than just hey more people are dying. It's who's dying and how uh, is part of the discussions uh, as well. But this truth teller, this CEO, ladies and gentlemen, not only does he double down and tell that truth and really you know send out this warning, one America CEO Scott Davison, he tells the truth about the death, but then he goes on. The author ties it to why. This is all happening. This is all happening because, quote, this is, oh, because COVID vaccines are really depopulation bioweapons. And further, he writes, you are literally living through a global holocaust disguised as a vaccine campaign. The needle is the weapon delivery system, and the weapons are mRNA payloads, end of quote. Sam? Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. And I agree with the author on this. You know, now they, they first, they've had so many lies about masks, about the vaccines, about immunity, about safe and effective. And they've been, you know what, shut down over time on every lies. 
Okay, the truth, 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 as Ron Paul says, is the answer. Their lives are being exposed. But then they told you, hey, there's nothing to do with fertility with these vaccines. Now we find out that it messes with a female's cycle. And now we see that even females who are on dating sites now are literally hiding the fact that they've been vaccinated because they're afraid men who date them will be worried about their ability to have children. It's that bad now, ladies and gentlemen. So understand clearly that the truth is coming out and these vaccines are not safe or effective. The truth is the COVID vaccines are really depopulation bioweapons, okay? The needle to the weapon delivery systems, the mRNA is the, the payload. Even the developer of the mRNA vaccine says don't give it to your children. You need to think twice if you're going to give this to your children. Don't do it, he begs. And what happens? He gets shut down on every platform except for Joe Rogan and a few of us telling the tale for Dr. Robert Malone. All right? But Dr. Joseph Mercola, and I think we got to have Robert Malone or Joseph Mercola or both of them debate Anthony Fauci and whoever Fauci wants to bring to the table openly, candidly, uh, by the way, but the Epic Times writes an art or has Joseph Mercola, Dr. Joseph Mercola, write an article that kind of really gives us more scientific truth. Lol, this is really important for people to pay attention to and understand. And this is where Fauci and your government and governments around the world, they're not telling you the truth. But Robert has the truth. The Epic Times has the guts uh, to print the article, and we have the guts to tell the tale, lol. <laughs> right. They, he writes the last two paragraphs of this very excellent article by Joseph Mercola just as a gem. He writes this, quote, The reason natural immunity is superior to vaccine-induced immunity is because viruses contain five different proteins. The COVID vaccine induces antibodies against just one of those proteins, the spike protein, and no T-cell immunity. When you're infected with the whole virus, you develop antibodies against all parts of the virus plus memory T cells. This also means natural immunity offers better protection against variants because it recognizes several parts of the virus. If there are significant alterations, uh, uh, alternations to the spike protein, as with the Delta variant, vaccine-induced immunity can be evaded. Not so with natural immunity, as the other proteins are still recognized and attacked, end of quote. But I had never understood that before, Sam. I didn't realize uh, what he just said there. There's five different proteins in a virus, and the COVID vaccine just uh, induces antibodies against one of those five. And so you've got the other four still hurting the body. And so uh, if you have vaccine-induced immunity, you're not protected against the whole virus, which is why all these variants are doing, you know, so much damage in the world. But if you have natural immunity, then the, your body's going to recognize all five of those proteins. It's going to induce antibodies against them. And so any of the variants that come along, you're protected against them already because you have natural immunity. It's amazing what this marvelous body of ours knows and does, Sam. The Creator was so intelligent. He knew all of this way before we were ever born. He built our bodies. They're divinely created, and they can take care of <laughs> the, any pathogen on Earth because 
Yeah, they are created this this marvelous, marvelous way. Our immune systems are absolutely fantastic, Sam. Well, and let's be clear. I mean, I appreciate that he says that there are five different proteins that the body, I mean, that the virus has that the body deals with all of them, plus T cells. I agree with everything he says, but how do we know there's not more? Yeah. Uh, that the natural immunity body does that we're not even aware of at this time compared to the man-made. You cannot compare God-made or God design response to man-made response and and suggest that they're equivalent with any any degree of legitimacy well you just cannot do it if you have a brain in your head and the what bothers me is they attempt to suggest that man is superior they're off their rockers crazy and dr joseph mccullough or marcola highlights this beautifully sir in his latest column the reason natural immunity is superior to vaccine induced immunity is because it's god's way not man's way is what I would say, Lowell. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sam. But see, over 20 years ago, the Defense Department began experimentation with messenger RNA. Why? Because they wanted to be able to break down a person's natural resistance to truth. They wanted drones. They wanted robots. They wanted to be able to spread this weapon into a community and break down the resistance so that they could take them over more easily. Uh, and, and so what we have today is this bioweapon where you've got this messenger RNA payload in it, and that is devastating societies, cultures, communities all over the world. And truly we are, Sam, in a giant experiment. We're in a giant lab cage uh, being experimented on by these technocratic rulers like Fauci that want to see what happens. Wants to, they want to see what happens when you when you get injected with this mRNA bioweapon because they want to depopulate the the planet. And if they're successful, according to Bill Gates, then if the vaccines are successful, we'll be able to reduce human population by, what, 15%? I think that's what he said in his TED Talk. It's diabolical, Sam. Ladies and but, gentlemen, God wants to increase the population. Uh, he said multiply it or replenish the earth. That has never been rescinded, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be clear. So whose side, who are you on, ladies and gentlemen? I ask you. And I'm telling you right now, truth tellers are becoming um, ubiquitous. More and more evidence, the mainstream press, uh, they're in a credibility crisis because they've lied so long now, most Americans are turning off the news. Most Americans are realizing there's greater numbers from us than there are of them. Most Americans are realizing if we tell the truth, the truth, the truth, the lies will be exposed and we shall be set free. That's the point of today, ladies and gentlemen. The truth shall set us free. Lowell, 10 seconds, final word. Uh, the truth shall set us free. That means we need to tell the truth, embrace the truth, and share it with others. Sam? God bless you, brother. You. We'll talk soon. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. I am Sam Bushman, and we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. And welcome, BrideyOnRadio.com listeners. Thank you. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for January the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. Well, that's a lot of twos. On your radio, we the people along with the grace of the Almighty can and will restore America, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about the promotion of God, family, and country. It's all about the protection of life, liberty, and property. It's all about turning to God Almighty and returning to the solutions that our founding fathers put in place. It's all about the checks and balances. It's all about rejecting the idea that we're a democracy and standing with the constitutional republic that Americans fought so hard for. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me to preserve the nation, his lifelong goal. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Welcome back, my friend. Well, thank you. It's good to hear your voice again the beginning of this week, and uh, maybe everybody will be up and at them and ready for a, you know, kind of a productive week in the cause of liberty. Who knows? Amen to that. We've got to uh, say R.I.P. Rest in peace to a dear friend, Joe Ferguson. His funeral's today. He was a patriot's patriot, sir. Indeed. Joe's been a great friend for decades, and uh, he passed away. It's really interesting. During the time that I was asleep in a coma <laughs> in the past few months, um, we had some notables pass away that were very much involved in our state, in, in Liberty, and uh, Joe was one of them. It's, uh, it's a sad passing, but, you know, Joe has gone on to his reward, and, and I'm, I'm pleased for him. You know, we say good for him. Uh, you know, those of us that are left behind can be sad and, and have a kind of a hole in our heart, if you will, but those that move on, I think, really do move on to a more glorious place, more wonderful and uh, a far better place than we are in right now. Amen to that reality check. So our prayers are with Joe Ferguson's family because even though we know that he's in a better place and we say good for him, a long life well-lived, a patriot, the Patriots, uh, a patriot among patriots, I should say. Uh, I mean, Joe was a super patriot, and he was kind of the, um, the fun-loving uh, sense of humor curmudgeon is the way Joe kind of was, and uh, he loved to be like that, and uh, he was fun to be around and a hard worker and dedicated through and through to the sacred cause. Uh, of liberty, but a couple of other notable patriots that passed away as well in Utah, as we mentioned. Uh, the Independent American Party was founded by a couple of different people. One of them was uh, Will Christensen, who passed away as well. Uh, another one was uh, um, what's his name, Wayne. Wayne Hill. Wayne Hill passed away as well, yeah. right? Yes, I mean it's uh, it's astonishing how it. Uh, <laughs> you know. It, uh, <laughs> A lot of people wondered if, if the uh, Patriot movement wasn't being decimated by some nefarious scheme almost. It, it was so... I still believe people are being targeted, or targeted, though. And you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can call me what you want. But the number of Patriots, and especially if you've been publicly um, you know, against vaccines, it's almost like they have a challenge to single you out and kill you with the virus. So then they can make fun of you and go, uh, a non-vaccinated mocker of the vaccines is dead now because of the... You know, it, it's almost as if it's a game for these people. Now, I know that sounds a little extreme and sinister, and I don't have evidence and proof, but it just seems very interesting that anybody who criticizes the vaccines ends up super sick. Well, you know, it's interesting. Contrary to what the lame brain media, that's my term for what a lot of people call the mainstream media, the lame brain media is, is making a big, you know, a big push to put the idea out that, the only people that are getting sick are those that are unvaccinated. The only people in the hospital are unvaccinated. The only people that are dying are the unvaccinated. But there are some um, contrary positions out there that come from very credible sources 
that would indicate that virtually all of those that are sick and in the hospital and dying are those that are vaccinated. And, uh, and uh, you know, they, I don't know, I'm still, uh, you know, again, it's hard to take scientific evidence. I don't have a lab to prove this in. But the Omicron seems almost to track with the, uh, you know, the widespread use of the so-called vax. It's a gene therapy, you know, bio jab. But, um, but no, I, uh, it's, it's really weird. I got a, an interesting voicemail from South Africa uh, towards the end of last week. It was all in Afrikaans. And I, I, had, to, I had to get it translated. I mean, it was, it was really weird. And uh, right now I'm looking for an exact source name and credential. And when I get that, Sam, I'll share it with you. I think it really needs to go viral, if you will. It was from a, an individual that claims to be a, a, a blood, uh, I don't know, technician, something like that. They're doing blood work analysis. And the things that they're seeing in those that have been vaccinated is, is quite chilling. And again, I've got to get a complete wonderful source. I mean, it's it's going through a translation right now, and I certainly don't speak Afrikaans, but uh, but the message has to do with some really weird stuff that's happening in the blood, some really strange anomalies that seem to be health issues with those that have received the vaccine, and it even goes somewhat into the shedding issue. And this individual that left the message said that she's worked with these people that have the vaccine. Uh, she has had maladies settle upon her, but her experience has been that her recovery was much quicker because she has an untainted immune system, if you will. And, and so it's just, it's like one of those things I'm saying, holy cow, I gotta document this and I'm seeking that right now. But, um, but there's stuff out there blowing in the wind, if you will, that, um, uh, that is kind of really gravely concerning about well, to where make this your whole point, thing's going. To make your point, Dr. Bradley, now there's a headline that says women that are going on dating sites now are hiding their vaccination status. Oh, interesting. Uh, because now we're finding out that, hey, the vaccines do manipulate a woman's cycle. And we have uh, long said that it messes with fertility. Even Bill Gates, one of the uh, you know agents that, that that bring vaccines to the world, literally said they could be used for population control. Uh, but anyway, we said that it messes with a woman's cycle and that it can uh, interfere with fertility. And they mocked us and laughed and said, "No, there's no evidence of that." But now it turns out that they admit that it does mess with a woman's cycle. And now women are specifically on dating sites withholding their vaccination status because they're afraid that men who want a family won't date them. If they believe they've been vaccinated, because then they believe that, hey, um, their ability to have children might be uh, tampered with by the vaccines. This is the level that we've gone to, ladies and gentlemen. Also, this life insurance company CEO, it's One America CEO, Scott Davison. He says that deaths are up 40 percent. Listen, working, among working, working age people, ladies right, and gentlemen, exactly. and they say, uh, you know, working age people, well, in 2020 was the year of the virus. 2021 was the year of the vaccines. He's saying that in 2021, these increased deaths are happening among a different age group. And you start to say, what's the difference? Answer, they've all been vaccinated. Uh, this is all happening, ladies and gentlemen, because 
the COVID vaccines are really depopulation bioweapons. All right, they're disguising it as a vaccine campaign, but the truth is you're literally living through a global holocaust, ladies and gentlemen. Look, the needle is the weapon delivery system, and the mRNA gene manipulation is the payload, doctor. Well, it's interesting to me that this Afrikaans whistleblower, oh, that's what I call her, <coughs> she said that what they're finding is an inordinately I mean, it's it's kind of beyond every experience they've had in the in the years that she's been in this business. Uh, they're finding that an inordinate amount of women are carrying their uh, babies to full term, only to deliver a stillborn baby. I mean, so if the person was you know um, you know pregnant and the baby seems to be going through the process fine, boom, gone at the end of the pregnancy, the baby's dead. And, and we have had personal friends that have experienced that. Now, who knows what, uh, you know, the, all the connections are because people are reluctant to talk about it, as you point out. And uh, it's just a tragic situation, you know, to, to carry a baby to full term only to deliver a dead baby. So, you know, these kinds of things you have to say, wow. But the, the mainstream lame brain media is playing up the idea that, oh, all you unvaxxed people are just taking up all the rooms in the hospitals and, and there's no room for it. Now, wait, wait, wait. Hold on for just a second. So the vaccine and the booster, ultimately and finally, the, the concept behind vaccination is to prevent infection and to prevent spread of infection. And they say, well, well, that, yeah, we, we can't completely say that, but, but we'll say it's going to be less of a challenge. Well, there's other anomalies that are, po that are coming up, like the the inflammation of the heart and the, the blood clots and, and the issues of the uh, neuromuscular issues and autoimmune problems. And, and those things seem to be on the, the spike, right? Oh, spike protein? I don't know. Probably pun intended. But the fact of the matter is that there are <laughs> things that are happening that people seem to kind of be, I don't know, they're, they're just maladies. Oblivious to. Yeah, they are. Uh, oblivious to, but you know what? Here's what happens, though. When you experience it yourself, uh, you start to change your views in a hurry, and that's the problem that they're experiencing. Let me give you an example. I've got a dear uh, friend and family member who literally uh, got sick, had symptoms. They had COVID before even, so they're getting it for the second time now. Uh, and uh, they got these symptoms. They said, well, I'm sick. They didn't want to go to work, but they took three different COVID tests and they all were negative. And the rules of the job says you've got to go to work if your tests are negative. So they go to work. They come back the next day and take the fourth test and it's positive. Who do you believe, ladies and gentlemen, the first three tests or the fourth one if you're sick? First three are negative. Fourth one's positive, but you've been sick the whole time. But you've been forced to go to work? Huh? Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. So we're seeing uh, these things happen. And the problem is, so, you know, what do you believe? If you've had three negative tests, you're forced to go to work, you're sick, you go anyway, you come back, and you take another test, and it's positive. The tests are not reliable or trustworthy, folks. And we've told you that for literally two years. We told you that it came from a lab, and it was intentionally released. The government told you, no, it came from a wet meat market. And, well, it was a year into it that they admitted the truth. Hey, we don't even know. And it probably came from a lab. That's probably not correct. Well, Fauci knew it all along and lied. We were told lies on the masks. First, hey, you don't need a mask. That goes along with the science. Then he came back and said, well, you do need a mask. I said you didn't and lied because I didn't want you to take masks from the frontline workers. Uh, and then, you know, we, they finally said, well, you need a mask. Well, that goes against the scientific reality. Now, a year later, after all that lie and subterfuge, if you will, then they basically say, hey, um, cloth masks don't do any good. Well, they've been telling everybody to wear cloth masks for two years now. Now they say they don't do any good. Then they say, hey, all we got to do is get vaccinated. We think 60, 70, 80 percent of the population, if they get uh, immunity, we should be fine. Now you've got well over that. You've got 70 percent of the population vaxxed or more. Uh, and they say, well, you know what? Vax one didn't work. Vax two didn't work. Now you got to have a booster. And now they're debating having a boosted booster. And now they're debating changing the definition of fully vaccinated. It used to be if you had vaccination one and two, you're fully vaxxed. Now you got to be fully vaxxed and boosted. And uh, the bottom line is the vaccines aren't safe. They're not effective. They said that if you were vaccinated, you wouldn't be spreading it. Now we find out, hey, the way this person that I mentioned earlier about all those negative tests, the way they got sick was they got it from vaccinated people. And they're unvaccinated. And you look at that and you say, okay, so it's not stopping the spread. It's not stopping the uh, illness. Well, you're not as ill. Well, how do you know if you're not as ill when the next version of the virus is less, um, what, death-causing, less hospital-causing? Uh, it's more mild. 
well, is it really um, because of the vaccine that everything's more mild, or is it because the variant is more mild? Okay, but they're playing games there. Now we find out from Fauci and crew uh, in New York and everywhere else, they're starting to admit, hey, we've been telling you that hospitals are full of COVID patients. But now the debate, and Fauci admits, well, did you go into the hospital because of COVID, or are you in the hospital for another reason, but you just happened to have COVID? So you break your leg, you go in the hospital, they test you, and you're COVID positive. Well, now they say you went into the hospital because of COVID. Lies. And now we're finding out in New York and other places it's up to 50% of the people who are in the hospital didn't even go there because of COVID at all. So that makes you now question the hospitalization numbers. Now you have a member of the Supreme Court getting caught lying, saying 100,000 children are in the hospital melting down on ventilators. Turns out there's less than 5,000 children nationwide even in the hospital like 3,500 or less, and most of them aren't even on ventilators, and most of them aren't even super sick. And now you go, they've been lying about every single thing all the way down to now. We don't even know if the hospitalization numbers are right. But that brings up the question about the death numbers. They say 800-plus thousand people are dead because of the cocoa. It's horrible, unprecedented, it's awful. But then you got to ask yourself, how many died because of other comorbidities? In other words, how many people died that had COVID, but they died from something else versus how many people really died of COVID? And the answer is they have no idea. They have no idea. Okay, and we're supposed to trust these people as if they know? Okay, the Dr. Robert Malone, ladies and gentlemen, says this. He's one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccines. He's a pro-vaxxer guy. But he says, think twice before you vaccinate your kids. He warns parents on COVID-19 shots. Ben Carson says, why would we vaccinate our children when the vaccines are experimental and we don't know what the repercussions of that will be and the likelihood of children getting way sick, hospitalized, and or dead from the COVID, especially with a milder variant, is so minimal. Why would we take the chance? Well, any doctor that says that, though, gets flat out shut down. Now, Aaron Rodgers, a well-known uh, NFL player, Aaron Rodgers is ready to protest the NFL's COVID-19 policies. According to a report shared live on air, he's going to protest and not play. He might refuse to play in the Super Bowl if the Packers even get there. He says, back up, Jordan, love, be ready to roll. Rodgers shares blunt and refreshing comments about the authenticity. And here's what he says. I think this is really telling if science can't be questioned anymore then it's not science it's propaganda dr bradley on that note take over here think about that it isn't science it's propaganda if you can't discuss it openly everything the the, uh, litany of uh, matters that you've just brought up draws into question every single piece but uh, i don't know americans aren't historians and they don't look at the past to know what the future is. But uh, 2,071 years ago today, an event occurred in Italy. Uh, Caesar crossed the Rubicon. It's a little river, and there was some debate where it was. We don't need to go into all of the ramifications of that. But the Senate had told him to disband his army up in Gaul and return to Rome. And uh, he came to the Rubicon River, and he crossed it with his 13th legion. 
And uh, that was 2,071 years ago today. And as he crossed the river, he said the die is cast, or shortly thereafter getting across. And uh, basically it precipitated a civil war that destroyed the republic in Italy. Now, what does that have to do with the vaccinations? Well, I wonder at what point we have crossed the Rubicon River. It's, it was an idea that, that Caesar realized he couldn't go back. Once he had crossed that river, he was committed. I mean, this was, this was going to have consequences. And I, I just can't help but wonder if we've crossed the Rubicon River in terms of our health, in terms of our ability to even survive as a humanity. I mean, it's, it's so massively spread. Now, there are continents like Africa where a large portion of the people are refusing the jab. But, um, but I just have to wonder, you know, once you put this in your bloodstream, there's no going back. I mean, there's not a, oh, do this and it will expunge this from your body. Yeah, it'll cleanse you. You've got, you know, go stand in a sauna for a while and it'll, you'll sweat it out. Whatever. So far as we know, you have inextricably woven into your DNA this new modified DNA, okay, this, this RNA shot. And, and, you know, again, there's some discussion about shedding. And, and honestly, the uh, CDC and uh, these other organizations that are supposedly science-based years ago talked about the shedding concept on vaccinations. So it's not like it's a new concept. And some of us that say, golly, what's the deal? So shedding could actually spread it among the, the population that's not receiving the jab. But the fact that the Rubicon River was crossed 2,071 years ago does not mean that we are beyond crossing a boundary that there is a point of no return. Caesar knew he was committing treason when he crossed that river. He knew that it would precipitate a civil war. He knew that ultimately and finally there would be an armed showdown. Well, maybe some of us need to think about what have we crossed so far? You know, it's interesting to me. Uh, oh, here almost two years ago, it was 96 weeks ago, I think, they said two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, now we're 96 weeks into that, and Salt Lake County Health Department has mandated you know, another month, in essence, to flatten the curve. Do, do the people get the idea that nothing they have done up to this point has in any way, shape, or form? They're, t they're touting ideas like, oh, the, the infection rate is higher than it ever has been. The death rate's higher than, you know, there's reports that say that. I'm not sure that the death rate or the infection rate has been anywhere close to what they've touted all along. We have had almost two years of owing it awful. Utah declared a statewide emergency uh, clear back in March, about first week in March of, of 2020, and we hadn't in the state of Utah experienced a single death related to the so-called COVID. And, and just shortly after Utah declared that, Trump declared a national state of emergency, which meant Utah had already opened their doors to get billions billions of dollars of federal funds. So all of this stuff, follow the money, follow the science, follow the remarks that are made by those in the most senior positions 
whether it's the FDA, the CDC, the National Institute of Health, the World Health Organization, none of them have been brought to fruit as they have talked to us. When do we say enough is enough? I can't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. Have we crossed the Rubicon? Have we crossed the vaccine Rubicon? Never able to return? Fair, open, honest questions on your radio with Dr. Scott Bradley. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Chicago Public Schools canceled classes for a fourth day in a row as Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the Chicago Teachers Union continued negotiating on potential reopening of city schools. Lightfoot accused the Teachers Union of abandoning kids and their families. The Chicago Teachers Union tweeted, The union wants to reassure parents and guardians of Chicagoans that we will remain at the bargaining table until we reach an agreement. A major fire in a residential apartment building in the Bronx, New York City, on Sunday left 19 people dead, including nine children, in what Mayor Eric Adams described as one of the worst fires in the city's history. Fire Commissioner Dan Nigro. Thank you, Mayor. And let me just say that uh, my entire department mourns along with the families here today uh, and our entire city. We're all about saving lives, and the loss of one life is sad for us, much less 19 lives. USA Radio News. If you're drowning in IRS tax debt, pay attention to this special announcement. There's a special toll-free hotline set up especially for you. Get ready to take this number down to take advantage of the new IRS tax forgiveness programs. Here's Jesse from Las Vegas. I've been so stressed out lately knowing that I owe the IRS over $22,000, and now they just garnished my wages. A friend of mine told me about Superior Tax Relief, so I called them, and they were able to stop the garnishment, and they were also able to help me with my other tax problems. I feel so free again, and I would definitely... Definitely recommend Superior Tax Relief. Call Superior Tax Relief now, 800-780-3910. And speak to a qualified professional who can protect you from the added fees and negotiate your tax liability. Superior Tax Relief can help open new doors with the IRS Fresh Start Program that's available now. The consultation is free. The information is free. This call could save you thousands. Call 800-780-3910. 800-780-3910. That's 800-780-3910. A Supreme Court justice is caught speaking misinformation. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor is facing criticism for claims she made about COVID-19 and the Omicron variant during oral arguments against President Biden's federal vaccine mandates Friday. In one claim, she said over 700 million Americans were being infected with Omicron a day. Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul sought to correct Sotomayor on Fox News. Sotomayor ought to be ashamed of herself, and we need to correct the record. Omicron, if you look at the statistics, 75% less lethal. Now, there are enormous amounts of people getting this. Everybody in the country is getting this, but it's more like 700 to 800,000 a day, not 700 million. Sotomayor also claimed that 100,000 children were in serious condition with the coronavirus which legal and health experts say isn't true. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, the lies literally are everywhere about the COVID, the corona, 
The sad part is people are really getting sick. There's no doubt about it. And people are really dying. There's no doubt about it. But the question becomes, uh, you know what, is the Omicron or is the COVID worse or is the vaccine worse, ladies and gentlemen? 2071 years ago today, Julius Caesar crossed the Rubicon. Have we crossed the vaccine Rubicon? Are we past the point of no return? What do you think, Dr. Bradley? I think we are, and I'll tell you why. We have vaccinated way too many people. We've literally vaccinated well over 200 million Americans already, not even knowing what the experimental repercussions will be, sir. Well, you know, I have a faith in God, and I really do believe he's our only, he's our only relief factor, if you will, when we, when we give consideration to where we are. Uh, if you read Isaiah, for example, Isaiah really is a prophet of the last days. I mean, he, he spoke, you know, like 700 B.C., but yet much of what he wrote, while it applied directly to Israel anciently, I think we can read very you know, easily into it the events of the last days. Uh, Isaiah spoke of decimating issues that decimated the population. And, you know, he speaks of, you know, a tithe being left. And he even goes so far as to call it a holy tithe. Well, a holy tithe in the Hebrew idiom is basically a tenth of a tenth, okay? And and if, if only a tenth of a tenth of populations are left, that's a massive die-out. I mean, and I, I don't know. I You know, always, I guess I considered the decimating wars of the last days with probably nuclear warfare and everything else like that would contribute to that. Well, and, and it still may yet, and I, my original assumption from my childhood may actually apply. But when you consider how absolutely universally they're attempting to implement this, this bio jab um, and, and the unknown uh, criteria and factors that, that are yet to be experienced, although I, I fear... We have personal knowledge of individuals that have had very, very adverse effects. Now, whether whether we're at the end of those things or whether it's just a passing issue, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is there is an attempt to make this a universally applied approach. Now, what it boils down to, they're saying, well, you might reduce your infection. You might have less of a you know, severe reaction, blah, blah, blah. Well, if they came out and they said, we're going to inject everybody in the population with chemotherapy, this is going to be, we're going to put you on radiation therapy, we're going to cut, slice, and dice you, whatever. We're going to uh, put this chemical in your body. On the outside chance, it may prevent you from getting cancer. Now, everybody would say, the heck you say, they'd probably say it stronger than that, the heck you say, that's, that's ludicrous. Now, I personally have known people that have had mastectomies as a preventative kind of prophylactic kind of approach to things, but that's their personal choice to say that we're going to do this on a universal basis where everyone will have to step up to the plate, if you will, and be served this experimental jab. That's unheard of. And when you put it in something like a cancer thing, it's like, holy cow. No, no, people wouldn't do that. And, and nowadays, It's unprecedented tyranny uh, is. is what it really is, ladies and gentlemen, the likes of which we have never seen in the republic uh, to date. And that's really the pushback that you're getting from me. You know what, if somebody wants to take a vaccine and they really believe it's in their best interest, hey, I'm not here to stop you. 
Uh, but what we're doing is we're playing games. And the issue really to me is transparency and accountability and actions. And I'll give you an example, uh, Dr. Bradley. Supposedly the approved vaccine is available, but it's not. See, they approved one vaccine, but we're still all getting the experimental vaccine. And if you don't believe me, then I got several questions to kind of put it in perspective for you. Um, who? Moderna? Who, who has the approved vaccine? Well, nobody Pfizer? does. It's not well, even out that's in the, the problem. That's the problem. So Pfizer claims they have the approved vaccine, okay? Moderna doesn't. Johnson & Johnson doesn't. So if we have an approved vaccine and all the others are experimental, we should shut down all the experimental ones, which means the only player is Pfizer. Well, but, that's but the problem. But it's not in the marketplace. It's, it's, not, but it's, it's not available. That's what I'm talking about. So even if it was available, there should only be one player, though, for honest. Because we would only have the approved, not the experimental vaccine available. So that only there should only be one player. But you still have all three players in the experimental world. And the experimental vaccines are available. But the literally approved vaccine, there is no availability of any kind. And at first, I didn't understand why. Well, number one, it's a different vaccine with different patents and everything else associated with it, even though they lie and say different. But secondarily, though, hey, the laws of the 1986 Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund and all the laws related to that. The vaccines have to be available for children. If not, there's liability for the vaccine companies. That's why they won't use the, quote, approved one, because it's not approved for children. Uh, That's why they stick with the experimental, because all the liability is gone. Okay, so the problem with everything that they've done and said regarding this has been a lie, has been a misrepresentation, has been a dishonest delivery of some kind or other all the way through. Now you've got literally military people being forced to take experimental vaccines. Lawsuits are pending all over the place regarding this. Uh, but where, where do we go from here? I bring up that I don't trust it. I bring up that I, I, I don't have confidence. And then what happens is they say, hey, the jab or your job. Now that doesn't apply to me because I'm self-employed. But I'm just saying that's what we've come to in America, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? The real question is this. Is there a worldwide conspiracy to force us all to take the vaccines? And whether you like it or not, that will become the mark of the beast? I don't know that I want to go that far necessarily personally, but you got to start to wonder. Because is this end game really not that we have a choice and if we push back, we can stop this? Is this really the tyranny that they're going to roll out by hook or by crook no matter what? You will all be vaccinated or you will be completely shut off? Literally, a not a human, not a person anymore according to the law is that where they're going doctor well you know obviously i I don't have a crystal ball to predict the exact things but we can look at trajectories we can see where the bullet's going to land if you know the the direction and the elevation of the target and all those kind of things Uh, you can make some pretty definitive statements and and uh well you know there's other things yet to unfold I'm I'm finding, for example, let's let's just look at the workforce now. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of jobs that are going begging because people have been fed at the trough long enough by government mandate or government handouts that they uh, they're not willing to go back to work. Second of all, we're we're hearing all over the place uh, of supply line shortages because of this thing. Third of all, we look at the there's places that say we can't serve you. Uh, or our workforce is down because of the coronavirus. Now that's a very broad statement. Are they are they saying 
everybody's sick, we're, we can't, we don't have a workforce that's healthy enough to do it. Or are they saying, we have laid off every person that was unwilling to take the vaccine. And so when we say, oh, the hospitals are taxed beyond their capability, well, the fools that run the hospitals have likely laid off those that were unwilling to take the jab. And consequently, it's a self-inflicted wound. They've said, oh, we can't meet the demand because of the, well, the, the problem is, they said, because you didn't receive the vaccine, we can no longer serve the population that we have historically been able to do so. And so, so some of these, oh, I don't know, nuanced statements are, are such that every time I hear them, I have to say, what does that really mean? Does that mean they have a self-inflicted wound? They've chosen to let their staff and, and whoever was involved be decimated by their own decision, or is it really because of sickness? My perspective is that, that it's not because of the sickness. It's not because their staff is, is just crawling through the, the door because they're so sick all the time. No, it's because they've said, we are not going to let people in our doors that'll work for us. And it's just not hospitals, but there's other organizations that I fear have, have damaged their own ability to even meet their work, workplace. And certainly the stuff the president and the administration is trying to do would exacerbate that problem. And uh, by the way, you talk about military. What are we doing to our defense forces, our ability to withstand an invasion or a, an attack? And there's fortunately, I, uh, there was, a, I think, 11 SEALs that sued about their religious belief and, and they, they won in court. I mean, obviously, we're going to hear more about this at the Supreme Court level. But it's astounding to me that it's come down to this point where we put the very survival of the republic on kind of risk because of the way everything's happening. And, and by the way, let me just uh, go a little bit farther with that religious thing. It sounds like we've got to take a break, but maybe we can come back to that after the break because... This idea of a religious uh, kind of a pass is being denied at the highest levels of some churches, which I think is absolutely atrocious to think that our conscience can't be protected. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen, Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country, and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now, with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio breaking down the lies and the dishonesty and the manipulation relating to this COVID-19 reality check that we're facing. The COVID's real, folks. People are getting sick and dying. There's no doubt about it. But the vaccines are just as real. And the problem is they told us 800 plus thousand people are dying because of the COVID. But now we find out they lie and we don't know how many people died from COVID versus other things. How many people are in the hospital and or dead because of COVID or who happen to have other comorbidities and other illnesses, but die and or are in the hospital and they just happen to have COVID. That's a number that they literally have lied about for over two years. And just now are they starting to be forced to admit the truth of the answers? They don't even know what the real numbers are anymore. And they've literally admitted it, folks. So this isn't just my opinion or my thoughts or my whatever. This is reality. All right. This is serious. Now, let me kind of bring up something else that's of interest. These are the people that have lied the whole time. Okay, they've lied just about everything. They've lied about the numbers. They wanted you to believe it was a meltdown. Everybody was in the hospital. Hospitals are just melting down. Look, most of the people that are in the hospital now, it turns out, aren't even in there for COVID. And now we literally fire all the hospital people that won't take the vaccinations. And now we say, golly, we can't take care of or process the people that are sick. It doesn't make any sense. No sense at all, ladies and gentlemen. So think about that and what we're dealing with here, folks. Their dishonesty is creating a credibility crisis. Okay? Women are now hiding jabs in case it affects fertility on dating sites. It's so bad. We told you right at the start, ladies and gentlemen, that this would affect fertility. And they said, oh, no, you guys are crazy. Now they're admitting it's true. Now they're admitting that it's true, that it does affect a woman's cycle. Well, we said that all along. So the next question is, what are they going to admit next? Are they ever going to admit that they were wrong on vaccines? See, I don't think so. You'll have the morgues full before they'll ever admit anything like that. They'll never take accountability for their actions. But Ben Carson, Dr. Malone, and I can go on and on, Dr. Pierre, Corey, there's thousands and thousands of frontline doctors who agree with us and disagree with Fauci and the establishment. But they're all being shut down. They're all having their careers absolutely destroyed. It's either the jab or your job. This is serious, folks. And the more they play games and the more evidence we gain, 
Then what? They were basically claiming that we were peddling fake news. Think about that. They said we were peddling fake news and need to be shut down. Now in court, the fact-checking that they're supposed to be doing turns out to be nothing but opinion. That's what Facebook said in court. Yeah, they got caught in another lie. Ladies and gentlemen, I fear that this is going to literally spiral us all down into another civil war if they don't stop their tyranny efforts. I pray that it doesn't happen, but I'm telling you right now, their tyranny. They're literally putting people in prison that did nothing on January the 6th, political prisoners. The people that really perpetrated the crime have been fingered by Revolver.News and many others. We know who perpetrated the crime and created the insurrection. They should be arrested and gone in prison. They're backed by the Justice Department and the FBI. We know this. We've documented it. But see, again, um, you can't have any accountability. Bill Clinton can literally rape women, and no one's even questioning him. But yet, you and I don't pay your IRS bill, and you're going to lose your house and go to prison. Okay, they're going to create a civil war because now the courts don't even work. You're supposedly having the courts... Uh, decide about this vaccine forced jab or not right now it's it's before the courts but literally you have Sotomayor coming out saying there's a hundred thousand children on ventilators dying in the hospitals that are overwhelmed with children turns out to be a lie they had to correct her it's less than 3,500 kids and most of them are not on ventilators at all and then the next question is how many of them are there for real COVID or how many are there for other reasons but just happen to be tested for COVID it's every bit of it's a lie. And now the Supreme Court, with that liar about children, either she didn't know and she's ignorant, well, then she shouldn't be trying the case if she's that ignorant, or she knows and she perpetuated a lie. And even the lie then crossed, even the liberal fact-checkers went, whoa, hold on a minute now. Dr. Bradley, are they going to create a civil war? None of us can get any redress of grievances. The system's completely broken. You know the uh, we've talked about this before on your show about how, you know the uh, the idea of a general welfare clause, either in the uh, uh, preamble of the Constitution or in Article One, Section Eight, the general welfare thing has nothing whatsoever to do with the dole, the redistribution of wealth, or all of these socialist concepts that are being pushed forward. It has everything to do with predictable, stable government, and that's what the intent of the United States Constitution, and of course. All the other republics in the Union, uh, in each state, have their own constitution. The idea was to set limits and bounds. It was to protect against, you know, insurrection. It was to protect against um, economic upheaval. It was to protect against tyranny of all sorts and flavors. And uh, because delegation of authority was for certain areas to perform in, they, the the f- the uh, national government, the general government, the federal government, however people use that. Read the 39th Federalist Paper if you miss that nuance. Um, these, these things were there to make certain that you could start a business, that you could be pretty confident that if you managed it, you know, appropriately, you'd be able to be successful in it. You could start a family. You could be in a farm. All of these things. The, the economy, the, the country, domestically and foreignly, would not be disrupted. But what has happened is we've completely abandoned the, the idea of the general welfare clause, and we've put all of these kinks in. You know, we talked earlier about Caesar and how he ultimately, uh, the Civil War at 
uh, this little river he crossed when he was told to leave his army behind and all that kind of stuff, brought him into Italy. The Rubicon was kind of the northern boundary, if you will, of Italy at the time. Anyway, um, he had a Praetorian guard. A Praetorian guard is a palace guard. It's there to maintain power and authority. It has nothing to do with limits and bounds on government. The Praetorian Guard will protect the powers that be. I fear lest that's kind of where the United States sits at this time. We have a Praetorian Guard in the Sotomayors, if you will, the congressmen and senators, the women too. Uh, you look at what the governors have done. They are protecting an establishment viewpoint at the expense of truth and principle. Now, let's just talk for just a second about this religious exemption. We kind of brought it before the break. See, the Marines did not give one single solitary religious exemption to the jab. Now, you got to say, somewhere along the line, somebody's argument could have been. I talked to one individual who has, has filed a religious exemption in his particular business. He knows of one other guy. The guy put, I don't remember how many pages he said. It was about a dozen, it seems like. Of, of logical reasons why the religious exemption should apply to him. His company turned it down. And then you have very senior religious leaders that say a religious exemption should be out of the question. Well, here's the problem. Religion is not an institution. Religion is an individual God-given belief. Okay, a Religion, Jefferson, for example, considered himself a, a religion of one because he felt his religious beliefs were so unique. They're not, but, but he considered it because he'd been criticized by some of the priestcrafts, the, the priests, the priesthood, if you will, of his day that thought he was a heretic. But the point of the matter is, it was and is an individual God-given right. Religions themselves, institutions, are made possible by the individual God-given right because individuals are, you know, y you can associate in what becomes a church, if you will, if you come together with a bunch of people that believe like you do. That's a church now, okay? But its basis is individual God-given rights. And for someone to say, oh, no, 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 my, my institution is not going to support the idea. It's not an institutional decision. Now, the state of Utah's constitution, by the way, prohibits the violation of conscience. What is conscience, okay? It certainly has to be embraceive of religious belief. And for, for this approach to be done, where conscience is violated, where the very basis of an individual God-given rights has chopped the legs, cut it down, laid it waste, ultimately and finally, the religious institutions, I believe, will find that they have been very short-sighted, and they ultimately and finally will find themselves on thin ice because they have rejected the basis of where that right really is. It's with the individual. Institutions come and go. And, uh, and so religions that are formed, uh, churches, if you will, that uh, they say, oh, we're, we're a church. We, we have the right to exist. Do you? Well, that may be so because it's tied to that individual God-given right. But if you chop down that individual God-given right to the point it is eviscerated, sooner or later, somebody's going to say, well, wait a minute. What makes you think you're so sacred, if you will? And, and I think it's going to cause a problem. 
I, th I believe that the, uh, okay, well, back in 1996, oh, excuse me, 2016, <laughs> in 2016, the U.S. Civil Rights Commission put out a 296-page report where their attempt is to limit these God-given rights to as narrow a definition as possible so that government-created rights like these messed-up sexual status things and, and all that kind of stuff that they're creating so-called rights for people can take more preeminence. What we're seeing is an unfolding of this, and if the religions cannot see that, the religions ultimately are going to be damaged by it. And what we're seeing is the Marine Corps, zero religious exemptions. We're seeing in the state of Utah with religious leaders saying, oh, no, 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 this is not something we even need to discuss. I believe that the, this is this is a slow but sure, not so slow maybe, a sure way of limiting the definition and scope of individual God-given rights to as narrow a focus as possible so government may have more preeminence. So I, th I think we're on thin ice at every turn. And this Praetorian Guard is helping this happen. It's a palace guard that wants the establishment power holders to continue to hold power. And, and really, it's, it's un-American, and it's a violation of the original intent of the American Founding Fathers. So, yeah, we're in trouble. And, and it may ultimately, so far I haven't seen a great deal of people that hold principle sacred willing to stand as tall as they should. You look at, we're coming up on 49 years since Roe v. Wade. Revolutionary concept. You can kill your baby before it's born. And, and nowadays they're saying, oh, if we lose that right, you'll see revolution. Americans didn't revolt when we started killing babies, but those that want to keep killing them are going to go into revolution if they lose that right. I don't know. We've used up the time again, Sam. Amen to that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where we're going here, but I know this. We need to protect people's religious beliefs. And leaders of churches cannot speak for everyone's belief. If I believe that vaccines are not safe or effective or good for me, and I believe God does not want me to take one, who thinks they have authority to say that that's not my religious belief? Shame on them for suggesting otherwise, ladies and gentlemen. Is this agency? Is this an individual quest for a relationship with God? Or do bureaucrats and self-appointed leaders think that they have authorization to speak for everyone's religious belief? God save the republic!